Hello. Hello. I have some weird feedback in my headset, but I don't know what it is. And uh, Skype kept crashing for some weird reason. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> my end sounds fine. Yeah. So uh, with these problems I'm having, I, I guess what I'll do is jump right into the introduction, uh, then cue the opening music, and we'll get right to the topic at hand. Hello, everyone, and happy 2016. We're coming to you a week later than planned. But hey, that's one of the joys of us being independent and running our own production schedule. We took three weeks off instead of two, but absence makes the heart grow fonder, and it is our sincerest hope that you're happy to hear us back again for a second year of multi-new media. Year two. Wow. Uh, Year one was crazy. It was spent figuring out who we are as broadcasters, and what this show is about. Now, luckily for everyone out there, we're still just as clueless as ever, having not figured out anything about ourselves or the show, so we're hopefully as harmless and lovable as ever. We had 30 episodes in 2015, and this year we're aiming for more around uh, 40 or so, but, but hey, who has time to plan them out? I mean, I don't. It's 2016. We've got other things to worry about, like finding all of last year's business receipts so we can do our taxes. I have no idea where half of them are at, and so it's going to be a pretty long tax season. Anyway, let's cue the theme, and then let's get right down to it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first episode of Multi-New Media for the year 2016. I'm Chase Raz, a university instructor, corporate trainer, and executive consultant, and I'll be your host for the show. Joining me today will be Chris Ayers, a software developer and hardware and network extraordinaire and all-around good guy. In this week of January 11th, 2016, we'll be discussing fitness tech for your New Year's resolution. Welcome back and Happy New Year. Uh, Chris, it's good to have you here with me today in the new year. Um, uh, did you have a great holiday season? You know I did. We, uh, I, I had a good Christmas and then we, we were able to um, have a great time at the beach for New Year's. That's right. That's right. Well, Board the folks games. out in internet land don't know that we were at the same place at the same time, so I figured I'd ask. Uh, board games and beer. Board games and beer, and that's the trouble. I, you know, I wish uh, the place we go, we we know the person who owns it. And I, I wish they had a liquor license too. I'm just not a beer guy, and uh, I would not say no to a nice bourbon. I, you know, I wouldn't either. Um, but yeah, no, happy New Year. Hope everything's going well uh, into the new year. Now that we're a little bit into it, and um, you know, one of the things I think we should start the show with this year uh, is talking about people's aspirations to be fit and trim. I, I, I want to be a cyborg. <laughs> Can I upload my brain yet? Um, uh, I don't think yet. No, no, I know for, for sure. Not yet, okay. but that's not the fit and trim. I mean, I mean, fit and trim health wise. And it may seem a little bit trite that here's, here's yet another business tech show talking about new year's resolutions, but we are going to go there. Um, and in one way, I don't want to take this conversation and make it, 
become wearables part two. We did a wearables show last year. And uh, turning it into a part two, I, you know, we're not just going to focus on wearable, wearables, but there are other things that if you are a busy professional, sure, wearables help and we will talk about them, but there are other things out there that you may want to think about and consider as well. So let's, um, for our first well, episode in 2016, fair. let's keep it a little bit more on the professional development side and not so far into the business tech. Well, to be fair, when we talked about wearables, I think we focused on smartwatches. Right. And the you know the big push right now is all the activity trackers mm-hmm. and all the different form factors and styles and stuff. And it seems like one of the questions was, um, do people want a smartwatch with apps or do people want fitness trackers? And, um, you know, you can light torches and carry pitchforks uh, all you want, and that's to anyone. But I really do think that what people are looking for is not so much an app on their wrist, um, but they're looking for the activity trackers. Um, one of the number one apps on the App Store immediately following Christmas was the Fitbit app. Um, and a large number of people are speculating that people probably got a bunch of Fitbits for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, what, what, was that Apple's uh, App Store, Google's? Who's? Uh, I, probably I all I of them. Specify. Yes, the Apple App Store. Because I know... Um... I do know that one was being promoted. I think it was being promoted in all three, in, in Google, Microsoft, and Apple. Um, I don't know if it surged in all three, but I've definitely seen it promoted in, in at least a couple of them. Yeah. So in, in, in addition to wearable devices, right, and that's going to take a lot of forms in this conversation, uh, we may also talk about applications, equipment, any anything else in there. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to try to focus a little bit of my attention on equipment, because we all say, okay, I missed a workout or I'll get a quick workout in at home or I'll go jogging around the neighborhood. We all say this stuff, but we also know once we're done with work for the day and we come home, occasionally we do actually make it back out there, but it's not always uh, as often as we'd like. And sometimes having the right equipment can help with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that being said, there's a number of great exercises and things you can do that don't require any equipment at all. So let's just start right there. Um, If we're talking about busy professionals, what can we do in the new year if our resolution is losing weight, getting trim, cutting body fat? Um, Doing some squats, doing some push-ups, doing some sit-ups. Doesn't require a lot of equipment. And it's kind of along the line of we hear people talk about hotel workouts, right? Go 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 for a walk. Go for a run. Go for a jog. When you can't get a gym, use your own body weight. Use some resistance training. Uh, some people carry resistance bands with them. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm certainly not going to do that if I'm on a business trip. But um, more power to you if you do. But using the bed as a prop and doing some push-ups, not that bad of a thing. You can do negatives. You can do positives. Uh, you can just get on the floor and do regular old push-ups. Um, nice way to can, start. And you can augment that by starting like with push-ups on your knees and mm-hmm. you know. Progressing to full push-ups. You know, one of the things I found, and I'll, I'll just put this out there, and, and um, when I had the idea to talk about the show, I find that I say this more often than I want to. I'm not trying to publicize this fact, but last year I lost 60 pounds. This year I'm trying to lose another 60 pounds. And, and I want to reiterate something you just said before. Just get out and walk. Sometimes when you're, when you're tired and you think, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to work out, but then you finally get to your destination and, and that, that tiredness hits it's still pretty easy to convince yourself to put on some shoes and step outside. You want to see the sunset or you want to, um, you know, I have a garden out back. You want to check something like that. You want to just look at your neighborhood. 
whatever the case may be, it's still pretty easy to get yourself outside and just walk around a bit. That is one of the most effective things. It may not help you lose weight in the long run. It may not make you completely healthy. But if you are going to miss a few workouts, if you're going to accidentally or intentionally splurge on your diet a little bit, uh, a walk is is surprisingly effective at well, helping you get from point A to point B. I've Every pun intended. Things. You like how I did that? Point A to yeah. point B, walking? Yeah. I've, I've read a few different articles and techniques on things, and, and, and some of them are... Just say you're going to go walk for five minutes. Like, just set a time. Set a short time. Like, I'm just going to go walk for five minutes. I'm just going to walk around the block. And once you're out there moving, you know, you can keep going farther than that. You yeah, can keep uh, what's another five minutes? I'm already out here. It's a nice day. Right. Or it's sweltering uh, hot, but I'm already out here. Or you can do the, uh, what is it, like the Seinfeld technique. You know, you got a calendar. I'm going to go for a walk today. Mark it with an X. I'm going to go with, for a walk today. Mark it with an X. Okay, now I don't want to break the chain. I got to keep going. Right. You know, you don't want to skip a day. Let's let's just do something, anything. So what type of uh, software is there? Uh, wh- what do you use? Let's just start there. What do you use on your phone or on a tablet? Maybe you carry a laptop around. Is there anything you use that really helps you? I personally, well, I've kind of changed apps I've used over the years, and there's a large selection of them. Um, so I haven't been doing it a lot lately, the running, because I've been switching more to strength training. But when I was doing a lot of running uh, outside, uh, there's RunKeeper, which is a very popular app that that works on multiple devices. But um, And I use that for a while just to kind of keep track of my distance and it would kind of show me my route, my time, and my average times and stuff. And it has programs so you can do interval training. So, mm-hmm. you know, run fast for a minute, run slow, you know, walk for a minute. You can do all that stuff. I started using one called uh, Zombies Run. So it's an app, and you say, hey, I'm going to start running. And you can set a time, like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, or distance. The app starts, and um, like they play a story, like conversations between people, or like, agent, uh, we need your help to go do whatever. And, and, and so it reveals a story as you start running. And then it switches to just using the music in your library, which is fine. But there's a story there. And um, you can turn it on or off, but at random intervals, maybe zombies will like come out from behind a tree and they start chasing you, and you hear them kind of getting closer. So you got to run faster and faster, and then they're like, "Okay, you get away." So there's like a radio operator on the other side, kind of talking to you. Pretty nice. It makes it interactive. It gets your it adrenaline it up a little bit, right? That, that sounds fun. So I use that when I'm running. Uh, a really great app I've used is My Fitness Pal. My Fitness uh, Pal, one we definitely have to talk about. I think a lot of people use it. Right. And uh, there's so much you can do with it. It pulls in the fitness data. It integrates with like Bluetooth scales. You can record your food with it um, and keep track of like, hey, I'm allowed this many calories today. Uh, it has workouts. It can record your activities. Like You can enter like, hey, I, I've been working out and I did this. Have you um, ever used uh, Seven? Snapcons? I've not used Seven. Um, I've used the Fitbit app because I have a Fitbit. Um, you can use the Health Center or the Health Kit on uh, Apple iOS, mm-hmm. and it just kind of shows you charts and graphs of all the raw data that your phone or your you know your Apple Watch records. Yeah, and you can actually enter in like your body weight, and it will pull in stuff from scales, and it will show you like your steps and flights of stairs and all that 
fun stuff. And that's one of the things we're looking for. I mean, if you do have a fitness wearable, let me take a tangent there and say that if you do have a fitness wearable, almost every single one of these comes with some type of companion app. And those apps are are generally either um, made to work with other apps, and they'll give you a listing of what it works with. Almost everything works with MyFitnessPal, by the way. Um, Pretty much. But, you know, the, the 7 one that I mentioned is something I want to try. It's it's on um, uh, the Apple App Store, Google Play, and they don't advertise this, but it is on Windows as well. It just Oh, is this the scientific 7-minute workout yeah, it, thing? Yeah, it is. It is. I, okay. I haven't tried it. I, um, I believe it's a uh, Swedish product. Yeah, let me check. It is. And I haven't tried it yet, but I'm I'm so curious to see what exactly they mean by scientific. What type of science they're using? But you know, if you are on the go at a convention or you're on the road for work, I I think almost everybody can do um, seven minutes. And from what I understand, most of these exercises use yourself are using your own body. You don't really need a lot of equipment. And I see a lot of apps that way, way this day. Uh, this day and age. So it's not like you have to have a lot of equipment. Um, but I really would suggest anyone out there trying to stay dedicated to their fitness uh, plan, just look through the app store of whatever ecosystem you're in and find what's out there. Try them all, right? Just pick oh. a week or two, try them all and see which ones you like because uh, we can't pick for you. But boy, there are a lot of them out there. Yeah. Another one I saw that um, has a website and seems to have a bunch of programs is called Lose It. Um, I came across that one last year. It, it seems to be one of the new hotnesses. Yeah. Um, previously, I looked at there was like Couch to Five K. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. that. Yeah, there was also um, like the Hundred Push Ups app that would help you like build up to doing a hundred push ups if you couldn't do that. There's a number of apps that that have workout routines or workout suggestions. So if you're at the gym, like hey do this many sets on this machine. But the problem I had is um, I was never much of a gym person. In fact, I got my first gym subscription uh, at the end of 2014. Mm -hmm. So um, I really, I I went to the gym in middle school and high school, you know, as part of school, but I didn't know like the right programs or the, how, how to alternate things or move things around. And it's easy enough to read the instructions on some of the equipment, but you might not have the right form or I, I didn't know what to do with free weight. So I just did machines. Right. Um, so I got a trainer and he, you know, showing me the right form. We're doing free weights where he's giving suggestions on like how to eat and that, that is more helpful than anything else. And most people <laughs> absolutely need that. Let, let's not um, go too far into the technology without acknowledging that for a lot of people to be successful, uh, for anybody be, to be successful, you need to build a community, even if it's a small one, even if you're just on Reddit talking about your stuff. I'm, I know how, how bad would that be if that's your only Oh, there's a bunch of community. subreddits for stuff but, like but that. But they are really great. And, um, you know, I, I have a different story than you. I was in the gym in high school because I was weightlifting at the time. And I learned all of these things. I knew what to do. And I even built uh, sort of my own gym with equipment I got. And uh, uh, my parents would help me get equipment. Uh, We even got stuff at auction once. And I built my own gym uh, sort of in a barn that we had. And so I've always had this philosophy of I work out on my own. I've got my own thing. But what I found is as I got older and I bought a house, it was, oh, I'll use the garage for it. Well, then you put other stuff out in the garage and then it becomes a little bit more for storage and you know the barbecue grill goes there and you don't have a lot of room and over time what i found was i really just needed to get out 
and not necessarily be around other people. And that was a little bit of a hang-up for me. I'm, I'm a little bit of a uh, isolationist when it comes to social interactions. But, uh, you know, I, I will give uh, uh, a kudos out to Planet Fitness. I have never liked a gym before, and that's where I go. Uh, they don't sponsor us, no promotion, nothing. But I freaking love that place. I don't I, have to I, talk to anyone. I can go do my own thing. I know what I'm doing, and they have almost every piece of equipment. You just got to find the right place. Sometimes yeah, that's home. Me, I use UFIT, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I go in, and I talk to my trainer, and I really don't talk to anyone else, but they have a ton of stuff. Yeah. But they also offer free classes, too. So, you know, if I want to go up there and do yoga or or a boxing class or Pilates, um, they do all that. You know, Zumba for people who want to do that. They they offer it, and it's free. It's included in your membership. And that's good. You, you find the place you are. So, so far we've talked yeah. about um, just having the idea of wanting to be fit, wanting to lose weight, whatever the case may be. We've talked a little bit about how to find some software and a couple of, just a few titles out there. But again, the recommendation I think I would start with is whatever fitness wearable you have, check and see what it works with. That's going to be the best source of recommendation. You want to make sure that you can get an app on the phone that you use and that it'll work with your fitness band. So let's transition there a little bit. um, Since I don't want to make this all about wearables, but what type of fitness devices are out now that maybe weren't out or have advanced since the last time we've had a conversation about wearables? Well, I mean, it's different conversation too. It's not just about phones. Um, And there's different price points for the wearables. Like a great little entryway into some of the wearables are the things like the little Fitbit zips and some of those type things where you just throw it in your pocket or have it on your keychain Mm -hmm. and you start getting steps. So you can just say, I want to hit 10,000 steps a day. Yeah, really advanced pedometer that connects to your phone. Right, it's a pedometer. You don't even need to be a Fitbit or, or, or a Garmin or a Nike or any of those. Yeah, pick those it's up at the local pedometer. sports store, $10. Yeah. Um, you uh, you can get a, some pretty good ones for $10, $20 these days too. Not not everything needs to connect to the phone. And, and, if and they you, have watch-enabled ones. They have ones that you can do, heart rate and all that. Yeah, but if yeah. you're extremely busy, that's the place to start. Start with a pedometer. Just look at how many steps you're doing a day. I think the average for, you know, should be what seven to ten thousand, something and like that. I mean, I first... in in fairness, I've seen uh, bands uh, and fitness devices and everything else set them as low as a couple thousand, just a few thousand. Well, um, I up mine to around seventy five hundred normally, which is for my stride is just shy of four miles. No, I'm saying you're supposed to do what, like an average of like seven to 10,000 a day. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think 10,000 may right. be a little bit high for that, but, um, I started it's out in the thousands. and was looking at mine and I was hitting like three because yeah. I sit all day. Uh, you know, I'm working all day. I come home, I, I do some walking around and I sit and work some more or relax on my couch. And so I was like hitting two, 3000. I'm like, um, yeah, maybe I should up this. Maybe yeah, I need definitely. to be a little bit more active. Definitely. If Far you're only logging two away. or three, yeah, you may want to get up and move a little bit more. Right. So that's a great way to start. Um, uh, in the past year or so, they, they've moved on from like the Fitbits and the, the watches that just kind of sit on your wrist and look at steps and kind of have some dots mm-hmm. to, you know, the Apple Watch and the Moto 360. They have motion trackers and they show it. But now like Fitbit, Garmin, Nike, a bunch of those um, – We'll check your heart rate and show yeah. you what your heart rate is and have full displays. Um, there's one company called Misfit that 
makes uh, some wearables that work while you're swimming. So you can put it on your wrist or they actually have like a, a housing to hold around your neck like a necklace and it works while you swim and you can put like, you know, what, what type of laps you're doing and um, it can give you credit kind of fitness credit for for doing those activities. Yeah, I do like that. And I like a couple of the things from Misfit and others. Um, there are some, and I'm seeing the link from Misfit. It, it's really just a disc, and you can put it under your existing watch if you want. Well, uh, they Yeah, they really kind of make it almost like a piece of jewelry. Mm-hmm. Uh, their newest one, I think they call the Ray. Um, you, you know the little wristbands people wear? Yeah, like the, the basic Fitbits and the just the, 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 the no, rubber just, bands. Uh, yeah, like uh, it looks like a hair tie, maybe with some... all the all the live strong bands that used to be around right. for a couple of years, like that, but very stylish. It's mm-hmm. this metallic uh, kind of metal cylinder that's curved and it sits on your wrist with like a leather strap or a, a black, you know, whatever. It looks like a piece of jewelry and not a piece of tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think that's gonna it, it's it's nice and stylish, like you mentioned. Um, but I, the I, the things that have been changing. I think with wearables is like Fitbit has announced their kind of hybrid that's all about the fitness tracking, but it connects to your phone and does notifications. So it's starting to cross in the the smartwatch area, Mm -hmm. but the minimal, like I can change my song. I can see I got a text and it just does the activity tracking. It doesn't run all the apps. It doesn't do all the crazy stuff. Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about these wearables, this is arguably going to be the hardest part for people, I think, to fit into this mix. If you're a busy professional, you can find workouts that you like to do on the go. You can find applications. But to find the right fitness tracker, you know, it's it's really difficult because we have companies like Fossil coming in and starting to make uh, smartwatches. And so much of the focus, even in a smartwatch, even in an app-based smartwatch, so much of the focus is on fitness, Right. That that you kind of have to do Nike, Apple, you know, Misfit. There's so many different companies. One of the things that's been happening in the, you know, later generations of phones, the phones have motion tracking in your pocket and, you know, they talk to the devices and the devices sometimes can send data, you know, and um, I was actually talking with my friend today about this. She has a Moto 360 smartwatch Mm -hmm. and um, beautiful device, by the way. Oh, yeah, gorgeous. And I'm like, you know that that has a bunch of features that you can use it without your phone. And she went, oh, no, no, no. Without the phone, it's useless. It just tells time. I went, no, you can store music on it. You know, just put on some Bluetooth headphones and it'll play music from your watch. And it has, um, you know, all the gyroscopes and all the activity tracking. So you can... Pretty much just go running with your watch and your Bluetooth headphones. And is is that one of the ones that has an actual headphone jack or no? No, no, just Bluetooth. Okay, Bluetooth. Uh, that was another great piece of tech that people might want. Bluetooth headphones. Mm-hmm. No, no more wires. You know, connect to your phone, connect to your watch in your pocket, or I mean, connect to your phone in your pocket. Uh, get an armband for your your phone so you can, you know, those help people too. Yeah. Just tune it out to some music while you're running or working out or walking. Pretty much anything these days it looks like is going to have fitness because, uh, again, Apple Watch does, the Samsung devices do, uh, the Microsoft devices. I'm even looking at Pebble. And, and you know, mm-hmm. if I go to the front page of Pebble.com right now, the, the big images I'm seeing, I'm seeing screens that are showing 
pedometers and are showing progress counters. And then lower on the page, they start showing the watch faces and this, that, and the other. We seem so attuned, not only in the fitness band and the fitness tracker, uh, but also in the smartwatch field, that really this, I, I really do think this is going to be the hard decision for people unless well, they I, have a, a, a company preference or a price preference. Well, I think part of it is our lives are now on our phones. Mm-hmm. Our email, our texts, our pictures, our web browsing, our music, it's all on the phones. So now with smart fitness devices, we can look at our steps. Or Okay, are we, we trying to be healthy enough? Let's, we need to do some more steps. Oh, do I have my heart rate? What, what's my heart rate? Is it, is it doing okay? You know, Some of the newer ones check your heart rate. They even have Bluetooth headphones that I, I just saw an announcement, I think, from CES where there's some headphones that can check your heart rate. The headphones can check your heart rate. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, I, Fitbit, we're getting those hybrid devices and they're quite fun. Fitbit and uh, like wither, uh, Wertherings or Witherings, uh, why, Bluetooth enabled. Yeah, we've talked about scales. that. I always say why things. Why um, things. But I've, I've heard them pronounced three different ways. Yeah, those scales are a couple of years old. They're getting better and better. I, I, yeah. I, I'm intending to buy one. Do you have one? I do have a Bluetooth enabled uh, scale because it integrates with my fitness pal. Um, and ah, very nice. My watch. They even have um, some sort of wearable that I think they've managed to fit a blue, uh, a blood pressure cuff into the the wrist piece, and it can inflate and check your blood pressure automatically mm-hmm. in a wearable. <laughs> nice. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's just our society is like kind of putting everything on these devices, and, well, and I that's think fine. either to help it, people out or confuse them. If I went through a list really quickly, who would I be forgetting? Samsung, Apple, Pebble, Jawbone, Fitbit, Misfit, Microsoft, Garmin. Who, I mean, who am I forgetting there? Right? There's Just, dozens. Let's give people the list and, and, and say, all right, take a look at those. Uh, eliminate any company you don't like. Eliminate any company that doesn't work with the uh, computing ecosystem you're already a part of. And then go for whoever's left. Um, you know, I don't see that drastic uh, difference in feature set between one provider and another. Oh, there's no difference in feature set, really. Oh, Basis, Milo, Misfit. Nike's yeah, out of the game. N- Nike removed themselves out of the game. but Jawbone, Runtastic, Razer. Razer is a gaming peripheral company. They have a wearable. That that has uh, fitness uh, yeah. capabilities. Nice. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, basically, basically any and, and we should add Fossil and some of the other smart, uh, the regular watch companies into the mix now. So yeah. you know you, you can get the wearables. You can get just a fitness device if you want. If you don't want to wear anything on your wrist, that's perfectly fine. Uh, we we completely left out why things there, even though we were talking about yeah, their scales. Uh, why you know and, and and again one day I'm going to contact this company because even in their own materials I've heard their company just uh, named three ways why things withings and and why things and it's driving me nuts that here I am in business tech and have no idea how to properly pronounce that anyway that's my rant I'll get off the soapbox uh, there was one other yeah. piece of wearable tech we forgot oh what do we forget uh, chest straps yeah, they oh, have absolutely. Bluetooth enabled chest straps so you can look at your respiration rates. Now the question I would ask here, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a moment because the question sure. I would ask is, do people want that? I mean, part of the thing was trying to get rid of having to use these devices from Polar and others, which, by the way, we forgot to mention Polar, um, uh, trying to get away from these devices that required the chest straps. Well, some of I've seen runners on the side of the road, you know, running that have the chest straps. I think that some people want that data point. 
Uh, yeah, and I think a lot more people would want it if they didn't require chest straps. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be pretty well, hard into running how, how or how cycling. You get that data point without the chest strap. You, you don't, and that's a that's a thing. Or or you can approximate it for some of the data points. So, I mean, if we pick specific ones, we could go through how we get each one. But um, some of the data points you just can't. Right. So I just that was one other one I saw. I mean, okay, I say can't, but can't without going to medical equipment. But that is a good point. Um, where let's see, where would we look if we're looking for that type of data? And what are we going to look for? Uh, we're going to look for better heart rate. We're going to get respiration data. Uh, what what else is going to be the um, advantage of a chest oh, strap? Yeah. Um, I, probably just another data point. They also have smart shoes now, too. That that, that was announced at CES. Oh come on! If you talk about you know they a pump from the nineteen nineties. Oh by the way, the pumps are back. I hate well, that fact, but okay. The Nike, Nike's made self-lacing shoes, but someone else, a French company, made self-lacing shoes. It also lets you adjust the temperature of your shoe. If it's like too hot, you can like I, cool it down. A I wish bit. I knew how that worked. I need to look into that because I want those in a. I want those in my business shoes. And it has a step tracker in the shoe that's more accurate than the one on your wrist. I'll take that too, but I'm really interested in this thermal cooling, heating, cooling, whatever, because I don't know, we're Florida people. I don't know if you've ever been in a meeting or a negotiation or anything and your feet are burning up on fire because you wore heavy socks. Uh, I don't I, wear heavy socks because I, I live in Florida. I've learned not to, but I cannot describe the anguish. You would think socks wouldn't be that much of a mental anguish point, but they can be. So I'm really interested in the um, temperature control. Oh, that was the other company, Under Armour. Under Armour is is really getting into. I think they ended up purchasing My Fitness Pal, so that might be why they're getting into Did they? more more tech. Yeah, Endomondo. They also, I remember they acquired Endomondo, didn't they? Oh wow, Under Armour bought My Fitness Pal for four hundred seventy five million. Ooh, nice payday. Back in I, February, I think. Oh my, how last year? Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. I'm okay. I'm only eleven months behind. I'm doing okay. I don't. I thought they bought Indomanda, but maybe I'm both wrong. Maybe I confuse. I don't know. I don't know. They also bought Matt My Fitness the year before for 150 million. So and Under Armour both owns both My Fitness Pal and Matt My Fitness. And uh, Indomanda, they now, bought for oh they did million. buy okay. Wow. Well, yeah, Indomondo didn't have as large I, of a user base so as MyFitnessPal. I, I mean, I knew Under Armour made... Like, Wait a second, Indomondo, MyFitnessPal, and the mapping one. What was the mapping one? Map My Fitness. Is that... Um, are I those the people that make Map My Run and Map, um, map My... Uh, let's see, they do Map My Run, and what's what are the other ones? Map My Ride? Uh, I don't know. Map. I'm going to look that up really quickly. Map My Run. Yep, it's owned by Under Armour. I did not know that. Wow. Learn something new every day. Here we try to bring our business tech insight to the You're world welcome. and we we teach ourselves things. Yeah, thank you for that. What's this we thing you're talking about? Oh, it was all you, huh? No. You're <laughs> the one teach, learning new things today. <laughs> no, it was it was all you imparting the wisdom. Uh okay, I can't hold it anymore. I have to go to equipment. I have to talk about equipment for a moment because what, like foam rollers and 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 resistance bands. Yeah, okay, if you want to carry those. But I know that sometimes, especially if you work out at home, it's really difficult to convince yourself when you're tired. I'm a big fan, again, no sponsorship, no connection, but I'm a big fan of pro-form equipment. 
And when I take a look at what Proformer is doing, I, I, I kind of start drooling a little bit and waiting for the day where maybe I can move or buy a bigger house or build a home gym or something like that. Because I look at the equipment that Proform has out there with 7-inch touchscreens. I know with, nothing about their equipment. No? Oh. No. See, the only – I did own an elliptical uh, when I was in grad school. I bought a Proform. Uh, yeah, I know. Who buys an $800 elliptical when you're in grad school? But I did. Uh, and I loved it. I got my use out of it. I finally ended up giving it away to someone in my neighborhood uh, because it was squeaking and I couldn't fix that despite throwing tons of money into it. Oh, you're talking about treadmills. Elliptical. Ellipticals. Yeah. Okay. Proform does make some excellent treadmills. But, you know, it, it, I don't want to promote just one company. Nautilus makes great um, uh, ellipticals. Uh, Schwinn. Uh, the bicycle company, they have a fitness arm. I don't know if they're owned by the same people. I don't know if it's a conglomerate. I don't know how that works. But Schwinn makes some pretty good um, uh, ellipticals as well. But, uh, you know, there's our trainers. There's treadmills. But, you know, Proform, yeah. I see, is one of the companies that has some of the most advanced technology. And I remember years and years ago, they put little video game controllers on the top of the handles for the elliptical. And you could play like Tetris or some knockoff version of Tetris while hmm. working out. And that's evolved over time, and now they're really much more focused, and other companies as well are focused on web-enabled screens that are part of the treadmill or part of the elliptical, giving you this opportunity to maybe check up on email or maybe watch a video while you're working out. And, you know, for most of us who work out at the gym, we just take our phone or a small tablet. Yeah, and I was going to say, isn't that what a good. phone or an iPad is for? Yeah, but sometimes you need that extra encouragement. You need that, you need that extra visualizations. Okay. Um, so, for instance, again, sticking on Proform for a minute because they're one uh, of the ones I know the most about, they use uh, an, a service that they don't own called iFit Maps. I, I think the company that owns that is called iRun. Um, but iFit Maps, they use Google Map data to let you kind of simulate, and we've seen this on cycles before, we see this on treadmills and ellipticals now. You get this visualization on your screen that you're running or walking or cycling in some location, maybe a hillside in Ireland or, you know, make up any other scenario. And what they do is they not only use the map data, but they use all sorts of geographical data and simulate that walk on the treadmill or simulate that ride on the cycle. And so it's virtualizing as if you're there. And if you remember, a couple of years ago when this technology first came out, there was, and I forget which company was doing it, they were promoting it as sort of the the official Tour de France um experience right you could get this cycle and do the actual tour de france and um it's just evolved from there i don't like the fact that that's a subscription it's about a hundred dollars a year mm. but but if you are let's say you're working long hours let's say you're you know um uh you know an executive somewhere a manager somewhere and you're working 10 12 14 hours a day but you still need to get that workout in pretty much your only option is home at that point and you need a good reason. You need an escape. And that's that's one thing that can provide an escape. Yeah. Um, the equipment they use at the um, the gym I go to, UFIT, I think they use all Cybex. Cybex stuff. is, yeah. Cybex is a good pro company. Very and good gym all the, equipment. All the treadmills and ellipticals have like a, a TV built into them. Built into them or connected? Uh, no, built into the display. Oh, wow. Like the display can either show you all of your your running. So it'll show like a bar graph of like the hill and where you are and how much time's remaining. Or it can show the TV or it can show both. So you can see the TV on top and the data on the bottom. 
See, I'm telling you, I'm into Planet Fitness, and they're only and 10 to can, 20 bucks a month. We don't have that high-tech stuff. We have a separate TV. And you can TV. plug in your <laughs> iPhone or uh, – you can plug in your iPhone and headphones and listen to it through the, mm-hmm. the system. Now, I, I, I will say this. Um, I, d- I didn't want to just go crazy on ellipticals and treadmills and all of that. Yeah. One of the best things I think, and, and I have not made this investment. I know I will um, at some point. I, I, I don't know what I'm waiting for. Are you saying – are you going to say Bowflex? <laughs> no. Oh, wait, you know what? I am, actually. Uh, really? No, no joke, I am. Because what I think, um, especially if you like anaerobic or strength or resistance training, uh-huh. One of the things I think people can get and get a quick workout in, if you're not going to buy that whole set of resistance bands and whatever, um, it, it, this is expensive, but adjustable, uh, excuse me, adjustable free weights. Oh, I've seen those where um, you put the handle into the little base and mm-hmm. it has the full range of weights and you can just like kind of click, I want it to be 15 or yep. I want it to be 60. Yeah. And, you know, I know it's not super high tech. It's just this mechanical uh, thing that's going to determine which which particular weights are going to go up with the dumbbell for you. Right. Um, I you know I don't know if there are barbell options, but Bowflex is the company that really started commercializing these, and then we're doing the infomercials for them. Uh, other companies are out there. You know, I mentioned Nautilus before. You said you're familiar with right. uh, Nautilus. They have a series of these. Uh, you know, almost every fitness store or sports uh, equipment store I go into has one from Power Block. And those are the ones, if you've ever seen, that are square. Right? They're not the round weights. They're square. But uh, I just looked at them, man. Wow. I didn't expect them to cost that much. But I guess they are expensive. Think about it. What did you see? Let me guess. Because they're typically between 250 and 350 U.S. Uh, yeah, I saw the Bowflex for 300 and the Power Block for 150. Yeah, so I mean, I, the good news is, from when I first look at looked at those years and years ago to try to save space, I still use hex dumbbells here at here at the house. Oh. I have a rack of hex dumbbells from, I think I have from like 10 to 30 pounds. I don't have anything extreme on either end. I just have some 20s. Some, and, and that's a perfect weight to have. Um. But, you know, I, I have hexes, but, you know, if I were going to save space or really build out a gym again, I, I'd probably go and look a little cooler and do some type of adjustable dumbbell. Uh, okay, so I know a lot of people think they look hokey, but I like them and I think they save space and I think they give you a reason to say, I, I can't push this work on, uh, this workout off anymore. You know, I, I, I have no excuse. It's not, I, I don't have the right dumbbells. They're not the right weight. I have to load the dumbbell. All you have to do is turn the handle to the appropriate weight, pick it up, and you can be done in a minute with probably three good sets. Yeah. No, th- those are cool. I just, I, I, I've never built out a gym at home. I, I think that if my gym was at home, I wouldn't use it by having to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I pack my gym bag in the morning when I leave for work and I go to there after work. Um, it's kind of like a ritual now. It's, it's a habit, but I think if, if you have a home gym, it, it's some, you got so many distractions at home, so many other things. Oh, I gotta go do the dishes or mm-hmm. I gotta go do this or, uh, you know, I know people who make right it work for, for some people. It's right for other people. It isn't. I've made it work in the past. Um, Space for me, it's, for some people, it's not a space issue. For me, it is. I have to have wide open ample spaces for that. And that's n- just not the living situation I'm in right now. Um, I, I will say this, though, that we've talked about home and, and gym. And I've mentioned over and over again that you just have to find what works for you. 
But the thing you mentioned, you know, it becomes a routine. It becomes um, something that's just habitual for you. You know, I I teach evenings, so I have to sleep in fairly late and then go to the gym or my workout is complete uh, garbage. I mean, you really do have to find what works for your lifestyle. And trust me, if you're just starting out, if you haven't worked out in a long time or if you've gained weight over the years, it's going to take you a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months and don't lose faith. Don't get discouraged. I think this is the bottom line. Um, I started going to the gym, like I said, got my first membership last November, actually. Uh, well, November four and 2014. January first hit. Suddenly, the faces I'd kind of grown to recognize through <laughs> December, they yeah. weren't really there, or they were there, but the gym was packed. Yeah. With all these new faces. February 1st. All those new faces are gone. They're gone. It's back to the they same faces you saw in November and December. Month. I, you know, biggest, I'm, I'm hoping biggest that. Thing, the bottom line is just do something and keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, but from the flip side, for those of us who are there regularly, it, it is pretty bad because I, I was out of the gym for a long time. I stopped working out at home. Um, I don't think I've even ever told you this, Chris, even in conversation. My, my apartment in grad school was the only time I've ever lived alone. And I converted uh, about half of it into a gym. I put the rubber floor down and everything. I had a weight bench. I had an elliptical. I had free weights. Um, I had ab work, everything. I mean, I turned half of my place into a gym. So that was this isolated experience, and I, I did that by myself. When I went to the gym, I stayed out of the gym for so long, and I finally went about the same time you really started going to the gym, what, late 2014, early 2015. And we hope that those people stay gone because we've been regulars for the past year and change, right? But the reality is just stick with the routine, keep going with it. You will eventually get to your goals. You know, people say all the time, especially if it's weight, you didn't gain the weight overnight. But but you also have to realize, and, and, and can I be blunt here for a moment? You also didn't gain the weight by working out. You well, really need to track your nutrition, figure out what right. foods work with you. You're not going to lose weight by working out. You can, but that's not the whole part of the equation. Yeah, the average uh, average male needs about 2,500 calories a day. The average yeah. female needs about 22, And, and let's talk from a technological point of view and maybe yeah. even a biological point of view. Yeah. Don't, you know, they, they say calories in, calories out. Um Calories in, calories out is not true. Uh, yeah. I've learned about myself over the past year. I'm, I'm not an Atkins crazy person, but I can't have carbs if I want to be healthy. I've had carbs over the holidays. I haven't gained weight. I've gained about only three or four pounds by doing it uh, because I've learned to eat differently. But I've got rosacea on my face, and I've got extreme fatigue just from eating that. So you really, I, I can't stress it enough. I know I'm becoming a broken record. You have to find what works for you. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, though, you know, in America, portion size, portion size is hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, cutting down on fast food, you're going to save money and it'll be healthier if you can make meals at home, make your lunch, you know, don't go grab a McMuffin and don't go grab a burger. Or, and, but, you know, and I don't I don't know if we have an excuse. And the reason I say that is because uh, I know I'm busy this week and I'm kind of messing up on my own dietary intake, but... Um, what I've been eating for lunch is, I mean, I went to the store on Sunday. I got uh, a couple bags of lettuce, a couple of this, that, and the other, and I put it together in salads. It's all ready. The salad dressing's all there, homemade. I mean, if we took three or four hours once a week 
and some Tupperware and a refrigerator. In our modern world, I mean, three or four hours isn't too much to ask, and you can create an entire week's worth of diverse lunches in that time. And that's what I'm starting to change back into doing. And right. the biggest thing is make one or two extra meals at home <laughs> if you can. Yeah. And you know, I was meal. so close. I was so Just, close before we recorded this. Um, I had a big uh, job with a client today, and I'm extremely tired. And I was so close to just ordering a pizza, and that's the exact behavior that we all need to stop. That if we're trying yep. to meet our goals, uh, convenience is great, but also it what it didn't. It, let's talk about convenience. I cut out soda. I, I, I defrosted soda. some hamburger. It took ten minutes. It would have taken thirty minutes to deliver a pizza. Uh, cutting out soda. Cut helps. out soda. Like everyone needs a treat every now and then, like a lot of people do. Like I, I mean, I've been reading a little bit that uh, if you don't acknowledge that you need to cheat or you don't acknowledge that you need a break or or it, it starts kind of a downward spiral mm-hmm. where you're kind of ashamed of it and then you get frustrated and it just starts getting worse and worse. But definitely trying to cut out those things helps <laughs> with your goals. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, it, I- I think here's where we're at uh, to be able to bring this to a conclusion is because I know you've been successful in the past year and I've been successful. We haven't completed the journey that we're on, but I know that us talking about this, we at least have a leg to stand on. It's not a sprint. This is exactly I'm making lifelong changes. This conversation isn't about smartwatches or wearables, but really having these things that enable you to get the data points about who you are, what your activity is, what you're doing and how you're performing they're really great tools and when you pair that with smartphone applications and desktop applications and the right type of workout or eating or dietary or lifestyle regime for yourself whether that's getting a gym membership or building your gym at home whether that's restricting yourself from certain foods or trying to just not restrict yourself but lean yourself towards a different type of food do something whatever the case may be (laughs) You have the power in you to do it, and the technology exists to help you get rid of all of the infomercials, to get rid of all of the, what's the colloquialism for this, all the old wives' tales, isn't that what they call them? Find something that works for you. That sounds good to me. So let's conclude with that and say good luck to everyone, no matter what your New Year's resolution was. We are interested in hearing how things turn out for you, so keep us posted. Feedback at multinewmedia.com and the the comment section for this episode. And don't forget, uh, even Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook is pushing for the year of running. Yep, uh, trying to challenge people to run 365 miles this year. I think I'll do it. Like just a mile a day? Why not? What is it? It's it's early January. I'll commit. I'll do 365 miles this year. Yeah. Well, that's it. You suckered me into it. I know. I really twisted your arm. Yeah, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care.